Brought to you by Carol Royce. Your home sold guaranteed realties. Higherprice.com. Time for some social studies where we explore what's going on on social media. On our Twitter account at Pickley underscore Murata. Here to take us through it. The one. The only. The onion. Sarah Cazell. We've learned that you're a very layered individual today. Yes. I'd like to think all four of us are. Well, and not, not so much me. No, not you. You're what just, you see is what you get. And you're an you Oreo. Great. One layer in the middle, and that's about it. That's it. Well, delicious, though. Okay, so maybe the rest of us. Still shut out on the Oreos pursuit, by the way. Dang! All right, we gotta we gotta team up on this because I want this for you. <laughs> all right, we're on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Epically underscore Murata. Of course, we are talking all about the Suns and Kevin Durant throughout this entire edition of Social Studies. So we're going to start off with an open-ended question, guys. Pick one word, please, that best represents how you felt when you heard that Kevin Durant was injured and would not be playing last one night. One word you could say in the air, by the way. It's one uh, word that you the, can legally put out I can there. only hit the dump button once in 10 seconds. So <laughs> oh, is that right? It, I don't know. Good to know. It sounds over dramatic, but I definitely felt it. So I felt absolutely deflated. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, that's I, I, I don't even know if I can boil what, what I was feeling down to a single word because sitting where I was, like I realized I knew things that 80% of the people in this building do not know yet. Yes. Ooh, what an interesting feeling. Uh, yeah. well, it, but the, and it was like bad things. Like, not like yeah. I know yeah, the ominous. world's about to end. It was just like, oh, these poor people here, when they realize what's happening here, they're going to yeah. be so dejected. Yeah. Dejected's a good word. Stunned is, is how I felt. Yeah. Now, there was no, like, official, wasn't there an official announcement, like, Kevin Durant is out? From from the Suns? Yeah. In in the arena. Meaning no, that no, no, that's... That, that never happened. That like, never there, happened. There could have been young fans that heard the starting lineup and were just confused. Very much yes. so. Right. Well, actually, oh, I'm trying to find Not the answer. Not even worried, just like what? what well, they're what? all going. They're all going. They're sitting there going, "Okay, we know Kevin Durant's going to be introduced last, but the Suns have already introduced five people. So, so are they starting six are players? They starting tonight? Six players oh, tonight? Good strategy. So, one of our listeners, Hayden, responded, "I was sitting in the crowd counting to five on my fingers after Vince announced True. Devin Booker in the starting lineup. Yeah, <laughs> I love that visual. I have that just feeling like, too. Well, like, I, I wonder how many of these people don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be." the bearer of bad news by not saying anything to these these right. fine fans. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go all uh, fish called Wanda. Disappointed! Disappointed! <laughs> and Vinny and I, again, we're still trying to get to the bottom of this because my contention is, even though it, it doesn't look like a slippage, my <laughs> contention is basketball players generally roll their ankles on the way down. Not on the way up, on the way down. And this was on the way up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right, we're getting to some of our listener responses, picking one word to represent how you felt when you heard about Katie's injury. Our Dave Burns of Burns and Gambo, he Burns says, Dave! can't say it on the radio, can't type it on Twitter. Can't do it. Jay Kixon wrote, pain. Pain. Nervous, says Michael. He writes, I have tickets to Saturday's game. Okay, Michael. I'm not feeling so good about that for you. Uh, At least not if you're trying to see Durant. Discombobulated submitted Kieran Riley Daly. Fatalism. 
from Sports Kebab Fan Club. He writes, we can't have nice things in Arizona. Oh, don't you worry, Sports Kebab Fan Club. We will get to that. Certainly had that uh, feeling, too. Yes. Here's one from uh, a guy I went to high school with. Jerry said, cursed, brought back Danny Manning memories. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. We're not quite there yet, Jerry, but... All right, let's get to our next question. Kevin Ray, the Suns television play-by-play announcer, he was on our air about an hour ago, a little more than an hour ago, and he said that at some point later today we'll know more about the severity of Kevin Durant's ankle sprain and how long he might be out. There was one report that put a timeline out there already from AZ Central. I think it came out late last night. Called it a grade two sprain and said that he could be out four to six weeks. So that's just one report. Other places have not picked that up, but we're going to use that timeline. Report. Yes, exactly. We are going to use that timeline for the sake of conversation. Can the Suns still win a title this year if KD is out for the next four to six weeks? So that would four weeks would take him almost to the end of the regular season. Six weeks, basically, you'd be a a week plus into the playoffs. Yeah, I I think the answer to that is yes, because I believe I believe the Suns. And again, I I don't believe this. I, I wouldn't you know wager on this, but I believe the Suns could get through an opening round without KD. I I wouldn't have them going any further than that, and and it would probably not be easy at all and depends on matchups. But again, I, I we've seen how quickly he gels with this group. Yeah. So so if his first game back is the last game of the regular season, I ain't tripping. Maybe a little. I uh, Yeah, I echo the sentiments. If he's back and healthy for the beginning of the playoffs, I still think it's possible. Yeah, yeah. I think really if he misses matters. any playoff time, I I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have faith in the guys, but mm-hmm. and a different like, animal. And like you guys just discussed in the last segment, the rest of the West is so volatile right now, mm-hmm. especially with teams in front of them. The Suns, so long as they hang on to what they're doing right now, they should be okay. All right, can the Suns still win a title if KD is out four to six weeks, which is not an official timeline. 47% say yes, they still can. 53% say no. Jake says, I think making the finals is a realistic goal, but there can't be any other setbacks. Yeah, that's their one. Uh, Servant says no, they can't win without Durant. The Suns are just not mentally tough enough. They're not mentally tough enough, he says, to win a championship. Hmm. Do you guys agree with that? Without KD, that they aren't mentally tough enough? No. All right. Let's get to our next question. I don't think mental toughness would be the issue. Physical? I think firepower might be the issue without KD. Sure. All right. There's been a whole lot of, of course this happened. We're Arizona sports fans with the news of KD's injury. So we're asking, what is the most Arizona sports or Phoenix sports thing to ever happen since you became an Arizona sports fan? Or, in your case, started covering the team's pick. Ooh. This has got to be, I mean, in real time, this has got to be up there. The fact that it happened in the warm-ups minutes before his debut. Yeah. Not even in the I game. Mean, to me, the, the, nothing will ever top the Suns being the victim of a hip check in a playoff game and paying yeah, a heavier price. That's it. That's it. The, and, the suspensions of Boris Diaw and Amari Stoudemire for the thuggery of Robert Ory will will go down to me as the all-time ultimate Phoenix. Listen moment. to the palaver. The palaver. That's it. There's no that's other fun. answer. Elon submitted Western Conference Finals against the Spurs. Bench foul. What a joke that was. That, that Listen, I let stuff go as well as anybody. That still just makes me 
beyond angry. That's fair. Another Suns one from Salt Lake Caesar. Steve Nash's nose refusing to stop bleeding would not stop. And my screaming, hey, stop bleeding, didn't help. It didn't help. Listen to the palaver. <laughs> stop bleeding. There was a t- and, it was, and it was so funny about that because that year, Aaron Nelson, who was the Suns head trainer at that point in time, had received all this praise for being the best trainer oh, in the NBA. Of course. How he's how all these old guys are regenerating themselves in the Suns. Hill is reborn, yeah, no. and he couldn't stop yeah. a nosebleed. It's too bad Tiger Woods wasn't around <laughs> to plug it with a tampon. Boy, Damn, Jared, a, man, shut up, Jared. Jared was just putting it out there for nuance. Yeah, <laughs> so the nuance slapped it in the face. Sarah's got no no room for nuance. No, today. not today. John Inman <laughs> says the most Arizona thing. They are who we thought they were, but we let them off the hook. Oh, that was, that was definitely right one too. You know, that was still a red, that was still a wretched football team. Had they won that's that right. game, that's right. That's true. It's maybe not as extreme as all these, but what I thought of as boy, this is so so Phoenix sports was the Suns not winning another game in the finals after the uh, Sky Harbor Airport said, "Okay, fans, don't get on the tarmac when they yeah, come back for their right. championship parade." Yeah, way to go, tarmac. Way to go, tarmac. <laughs> way to go, airport. <laughs> <laughs> Last one I wanted to we could, drop in real quick. We could do a whole podcast series on that subject, by the way. Oh, no question. Mr. B says, consider this my official retirement from Arizona sports fandom. Oh, no. I can't do it anymore. Oh, this no. is my breaking point. I would say it's been real, but it's been a nightmare. <laughs> it's been a real nightmare. Don't give up now. Yeah, don't get up now. We could come back. And it's only been 55 work. years, Mr. B. How much longer can this crap go on? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sarah. That's Social Studies. Thanks. Every day at 9 o'clock at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. Coming up next, I'll tell you one person who wasn't phased with what went down last night, Devin freaking Booker. Armani. <laughs> Devin Armani Booker. We'll get into his performance and more on the Phoenix Suns next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings. Outlet pass, Booker up the left side, steps into a three in transition and gets it to go. D-Book's got 44 on the night. And the Suns lead it by 36, 121-85, under eight minutes left to go. It's just team. Um, You know, when we defend at a high level and we get out in transition, you know, not tonight, but having KD on the other wing, that's going to naturally open up space for everybody. And one of the best point guards of all time, delivering the pass on time, on target. DeAndre setting the screens, opening up in space. And Josh Okoge, you know, being a pest to every other team's best player and, you know, making them pay too. So, you know, we're just hitting on all cylinders right now. Devin Booker, three of his 44 last night. John Bloom on the call, and then Booker asked the question and responding to the question, why have you been so hot lately? A question that I've never been asked in my life. Yeah, right. And I don't think it's going to happen at this point either. But that's Devin Booker, part of the development, uh, the continued development of him as a player, as a star, as a leader, deflecting to others. Giving the credit to others, he immediately goes to the team, and he mentions Chris Paul, and he mentions DeAndre Ayton and and Josh Okogie. Devin Booker's on a different level right now, Mm -hmm. and I wondered 
when when the news came out about Durant, you have to wonder. I mean, the the deflation. You felt it. I felt it in the arena. Uh, the, the crowd certainly felt it and yeah. and didn't exude the energy that we thought would be present, not even close, and it's totally understandable. But you also have to wonder, how is the team, how are the individuals on this team, they're all human beings, they were looking forward to this too. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, just a continuation of what they had started on the road trip, and to be able to do it with that immediate feedback from the Footprint Center crowd was denied them. Well, and, and Devin Booker looked like, eh, no big deal, I'll, I'll carry this team. Yeah, and, and again, that's that was one of the takeaways that if, if you want to find silver linings, the fact that Devin Booker kind of internalized the moment and recognized, okay, there's going to be a major emotional drain happening with this crowd. I have got to take this team and put it on my back and make sure we don't cough this game up and, and leave a bad loss on the floor as well. And so maybe he can continue to do that. Who knows? Um, uh, but I do think it's clear he rose to the challenge last night. Mm-hmm. And I think I think he kind of liked doing that. I I think he, he was uh, he was a pretty happy dude when he left the game last night. I he, think was. he was pretty happy with himself. He was. He talked about uh, what you just brought up too. You know, the city's been waiting on this. It's a big day. Um, you know, we'll reschedule the party. Uh, I'm sure they'll be back. People that missed out on tonight, I, you know, I try to give them a little something um, to make it better. But you know, we're still anticipating his his debut here. Yeah, if you've ever had a ticket for a concert that got canceled, you know, you know this feeling. Uh, or listen, like- I, I know this feeling better than anybody. I was in high school, I think. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame opened in Cleveland. And Alice in Chains, my favorite band at the time, hadn't played a concert in for lo- forever. And they were listed on the lineup. And I'm like, we are going. So I rounded up my friends. We bought tickets. We drove to Cleveland. On the way to Cleveland, on the drive from Chicago, found out, oh, hey, by the way, Alice in Chains is a cancellation. And they never per- per- performed live again. But my point oh, is, no. is I was on, yeah. So I, we, we can all relate to this feeling. We've all been there. It's like if you go to a Broadway show to see a big star, and the understudy is, is I, performing that night. I, I took my youngest son as a reward once to Disneyland in California because he wanted nothing more than to spend two days riding the roller coaster in California Adventure Park. We get there, maintenance on the roller coaster for three days. For all three days, we were there. Sorry, and, folks. And the guy told us at the hotel when we checked in the look on my son's face when he. When everything that this trip was about was just taken from him, yeah, and um, he could go on the Matterhorn, he could go, on, but but the reason for being there was gone, and that changed everything. And that was true with last night. With all due respect to Devin Booker and the way he saved last night, there was no saving last night. He did as much as he could. He did as much as he and could. And the rest of the team did, too. But, but the, the point of last night was to celebrate the, the arrival of Kevin Durant. The role of Kevin Durant tonight will be played by Tory Craig. <laughs> oh. Dude, I went... You'll flipping through their playbill. Come I on. went to the theater in Chicago once to see Joseph the Amazing Jarrett Colored Technicoat. Yes. Oh, I've seen that on Technic- Broadway. Technicoat Jarrett... Car- yeah, I mean, it's... Right? Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. That's it. That's it. And I've seen and that the live day too. I went, Donny Osmond was sick, and the understudy was great. Yeah. but it wasn't the who Levi. was it? I don't remember. Ironically, his name was Tory Craig. Yes, wow, <laughs> could do I, anything that. Have time. I ever told you my con- my his canceled concert was experience? Ross. What you know? I'm a geek for like synth pop from the '80s, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Vince Clark is a guy who was one of the founding members of Depeche Mode. He left Depeche Mode early, then he formed Yaz, and then he went on to form the band he's with now, Erasure. So I'm a big fan of this guy. That middle band, Yaz, they mm-hmm. hadn't played together forever. 
They're playing a show in Vegas. I was married at the time. Me and, me and the wife, we get tickets. We fly up there. We get the whole weekend based around this concert. We show up at the venue. It was weird. There was nobody at the venue. I'm like, what? Ha-? There was what? about eight people milling about the outside. All the doors were locked. And it turns out they canceled the show and didn't tell everybody the bunch. Oh, come on. <laughs> Never rescheduled. Did you get your money back? I believe we did. Okay. But, I mean. What in the world? Apparently, Allison Moyet turned her ankle in pregame. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, so, had, you had nothing to add to this? You've had no story like this, Jared? Do you ever leave your house? Uh, I'm trying to think of specifics. It's like when he gets the close- to the buffet and there's no soup. <laughs> the closest thing was I remember. <laughs> there's no asparagus left. <laughs> oh, my pee has to be normal oh, no. today. I'm not going to enjoy this buffet later. <laughs> I remember on the uh, Millennium New Year for 2000, I was in Florida with family and we went to this place and it had this just gigantic party and concerts and everything was and was really fun. So the next year we're in Florida again with family and we're like, oh my goodness, that was so fun. Let's let's go to that place again next year, not realizing that they only did that for the Millennium and not for. So we get the, the place and it's totally empty and the bars and restaurants aren't even open. And we're standing there like schmageggies. Take, but you only only have to wait another thousand years. Yes. (laughs) Take solace in that fact. Someone had to roll it around again. The perfect one word uh, thought that they didn't get in time for social studies, but when they heard the news, their one word was Rick Rolled. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah. That should have been the intro music last night. For the starting yeah. lineup. A little uh, Rick, Rick Astley. Coming up next, uh, Wolf and Luke will take over the airwaves at 10 o'clock, but uh, they're going to join us in studio for a group therapy session on what we all went through last night. Sounds silly after a 31-point win, but we'll do it. Crosstalk next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Okay, but before we hear from Luke Lipinski and Ron Wolfley, we're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com. We're doing a quick little check-in on our poll question. All four of you, feel free to participate if you want. We're talking ASU basketball. How many wins does ASU need in the Pac-12 tournament to make the big dance? They got their first last night. They go for two tonight against USC. Here are the four options. They don't need any wins. They're already in. One to two. Three wins, so they would need to make it to the Pac-12 semis or win the Pac-12 semis, or four wins, they need the automatic bid. I know going into this, we talked about them needing to beat Oregon State last night and then USC. I'm changing my answer. I think they need to beat USC and then another win. Really? (laughs) Which would potentially be Arizona, Arizona or Stanford. Wow, yeah. I've got him. I've well, got Stanford's going to beat Arizona. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. They're one and zero. I've got him in if they win tonight. But again, it's. I'm it's, with you on that, Dan. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think if, you have to win tonight. If you win tonight, that's 22 wins. 22, and you've beaten yeah. some good teams. That should put him in. But I'm sure it they'll should. find somebody else to put in. They'll give I, you a two. I love bits. the pessimism. <laughs> oh, how about it? Yeah, <laughs> it's what yeah. I do, Wolf. It's, it's, it's oh. Vinny's brand. That's today's. This was a good, a good show for his brand. Yeah. All right. So that's a vote for two wins then. Forty. 2% say they need three wins, so they got to win the Pac-12 semis. 29% say one to two wins. 28% say they have to win the Pac-12 tournament. 2% say ASU is already in. 
All right. No. <laughs> I hope, but no. Uh, that's today's Anderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Devin Booker used the phrase, uh, we'll reschedule the party. That was kind of the feeling last night. Uh, the, the, the air got let out of the balloon. Whatever terminology you want to lo- use, I called it a total bummer. Kevin Durant not playing. He gets hurt in pregame warm-ups here to talk about it with us. You heard. He heard them. Uh, Wolf and Luke are coming up at 10 o'clock. A lot on this same subject today. And who knows, maybe an update during your show on the condition of Kevin Durant or some sort of prognosis. But take us back, guys. What was your initial reaction when you got the news? <laughs> It, it was almost—it's almost cruel. I, I wanted to come in here and pretend like I didn't get to watch the game, and I just say, "Hey, they won by thirty. Everything's great, right, Booker?" No, and just pretend I didn't know what happened and let you break the news to me again. But uh, I realized, like you heard it for the first time. It's yes. funny. I, I had a friend. I, I took a friend to the airport yesterday. Yeah. And then when they arrived, uh, the game had already been over. I got a text. How was it announcing Kevin Durant's name for the first mm. time? And I was like, I didn't get to do it. He got hurt and pregame. You know, <laughs> cruelty. You know what's amazing about it, guys? I, I've rolled my right ankle so many times that it doesn't take anything for me to roll it. It mm-hmm. just, boom, it does. Anytime I step on anything on my right foot, on the inside part of my foot, it will roll. It does it all the time because I've done it so many times in the past. As I'm watching KD, that left ankle to me, I, I'm I'm trying to, I didn't see a slip before. I didn't. I just saw him roll it on a flat surface. Yeah. I wonder how many times he's actually rolled that ankle before. And if he's got the same condition I have with my right ankle right now, can I just say bummer is is a mild word that I would use for how disappointed I was that that happened. Can you believe it is a better way to say it. Yeah, this disbelief. I, I honestly thought it was like a joke or something. And then you hope that you hope that somebody missed a spot on the ground and that person has just been sent to the jazz or something. <laughs> but unfortunately, it doesn't look like there was anything on the ground. Well, but I'm so confused by this because he, because he rolled it on the way up. Yeah. Generally, it you're rolling it on the way down. Dan, it looked like he rolled it, and that's why he right. kind of slipped, appeared and to that's, slip. that's the most alarming thing. Okay, I want the, there to be a wet spot yes, on Yes, exactly, yes, right? right? I want somebody right. to have messed up because yes, at least that's at a, least a, that an outlier. It. Yeah. Yeah. That might be the first time you. that phrase is has ever been uh, yeah, uttered in right. the history of the English language. It explains why his vertical suddenly looked like my vertical last night. <laughs> right. but, but here's the thing that blows my mind. He finished the workout. Yeah, He went down for yeah. a few seconds and then reportedly finished the workout. And I saw a killer, Kellen Olson, of course, actually he tweeted something else out about it, where he's out there and he, you could see him after he had rolled it. Mm-hmm. And he was okay. Uh-huh. I, I, and then he's uh, signing autographs. I don't understand that. Yeah, I really don't. If, well, in fact, it's a serious injury, how in the world are you finishing that workout? I True, agree. And, and taking jump shots where he was landing on the left foot with, with no ill effects. I, this, I'm hoping, and I think we're all in agreement when I say this, we're hoping that this was just the, the phrase that drives me crazy in today's sports world, but hopefully it applies here. An abundance of caution. Thank you for that. Because, that makes me feel so better. Because, and Bick and I talked about this earlier. You know, Oklahoma City was rolling out their B team last night. No SGA, no Jalen Williams. Uh, and maybe because of the reaction when Kevin Durant went back to the, the, the locker room and talked to the trainers, everybody involved had that thought. You know what? We don't have to press him tonight. I know Everybody wants to see this. Yeah. There's a huge party in, in the <laughs> arena right now, but we're going to delay the party. I'm hoping that's what it was. 
That's yeah. I mean, that's what I was hoping too early in the game. I was like, because what you just said actually does make a lot of sense. If there's anything that goes wrong, why would you put him out there against Oklahoma City? Mm-hmm. But then as the game wore on, I was like, well, this is Phoenix, and nothing ever goes our way. So I, it's harder for me to buy into that well, because this really could only happen to the Suns or a team like uh, another team here in the Valley. But I think there's a lot of logic, honestly, to what Vince mm-hmm. just said. If he, if he just rolls his ankle, why would you put him out there against Oklahoma City? Probably missed the Sacramento game. He could be back in a week. He wasn't on the bench in yeah. street clothes or anything. That's, that's the that's, other thing that's weird. Right. That's the one. That's the that's the yeah, but part of the equation yeah. here is that that generally, if it is nothing and it is if it is just an abundance of caution, dude's putting his clothes on and coming sitting on the end of the bench, and then maybe the crowd goes nuts for him when he comes back out in straight street clothes. For him to leave in a walking boot, he's going someplace. Yeah. And generally, when guys go to get more MRIs or more imaging, that's generally not a good sign. And then, of course, the AZ Central report quoting an unnamed source or referring to an unnamed source as potentially being uh, a four to six week deal. There was, a, there was a lot of wiggle room out of that particular report, though, with right. the language that was put out there. That uh, Sources said that the Suns fear. Well, we, yes. Yeah. Don't you think it's interesting that nobody else has that information? No one else is going with it? Brian Windhorst isn't because right because if it is it just a fear or is it actually based on something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, you know the, the walking boot thing to me right now. Did he have a crutch? Can I ask you that because I haven't seen that? I yeah, no, I've heard anyone say he had a crutch. No, with the walking. No, because that to me is what you're going to do. If you really don't know what it is, you're going to go ahead. You're going to give him a crutch. You're going to give him the walking boot until we find out what this thing is. If it's that serious, that makes me think maybe it wasn't. Just it was just an abundance. Yeah. Of caution. Once again, you're putting the walking boot on, Katie. I know. Yeah. Put the walking boot on right now. As we've pointed out, know. our boss has had a walking boot for about 12 weeks now. That's so. right. Desmond Cambridge Jr. walked into the ASU game with a walking boot yesterday and then played and helped uh, help the Sun Devils yeah, win. You know, it's funny you say that because that did make me feel better last night. I was like, oh, he's got a boot and he's uh, playing. I was told that, though, when I was leaving the <laughs> arena, our videographer, Jeremy, stopped me and he's like, did you hear the Des Cambridge news? He walked into the arena with a walking boot and I said, this is the worst night in Phoenix basketball history. <laughs> <laughs> Everything sucks. Everything. Gotta, every yeah. time I heard boot, I just kept hearing Vance Joseph scream. We talked about the boot. We and then talked about the boot. The boot. When you see the crotch, that's when you've got to start swinging. When you see the crotch, that's bad. Yes. But how about the response too? Uh, you know that was a letdown for everybody involved last night. Devin Booker comes out and says, "No big deal." And, and again, we started the conversation with this quote: "We'll reschedule the party." He partied all night long. He is playing at such a high level right now. There's a silver lining. Will it be? big enough silver lining if this thing turns out bad that remains to be seen yeah I thought it was very Devin Booker after the game to say you know he was very aware of the surroundings and what people were expecting and what sort of party they were anticipating and he felt like he had to take it on his uh, his own shoulders to make sure they had still had something memorable to uh, to see last night he had a, a fantastic performance like that gets lost in the shuffle and I get that it was Oklahoma City but that was that was unreal again by Booker we just expect it now it's amazing to watch because you just don't know Kevin Durant I don't know about you guys right now. The, the the thing that I had dead wrong on Kevin Durant was the drama. The drama, wherever he seemed to go, drama has followed Kevin Durant to some degree. Now, listen, I know he's not been here for three years. Okay, I know that. I know he hasn't been here for even a season, of course. But the thing I am most impressed about, what I'm hearing right now from Kevin Durant, is what an awesome teammate mm-hmm. he 
truly is, at least here, or seems to be mm-hmm. with some of the things he's saying and the humility that he has shown. Listen, he's shown an awful lot of, of great athleticism and talent and skill, as we all know. But more than that... Man, it's been his humility that has blown me away yeah. in, the, in the kind of teammate that he is. Now let's hope he, uh, we're blown away by his quick healing ability. Yeah, <laughs> <that>. right. <laughs> guys, thanks. Thank uh, you guys. We'll, be, we'll you. be listening to Wolf and Luke uh, 10 to 2 today here on Arizona Sports. Final thoughts on this Thursday straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata. Song of the Day. Here I am, subjecting you to my own personal musical taste again. But I talked about the story about disappointment. Showing up at a locked music venue for a concert that was canceled and nobody told you. That's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, that was the Kevin Durant effect. This is uh, this is Yaz from uh, 1982. Don't go. You know this song, right? I sure do. Jared bopping back there. Sarah's going too. <laughs> I thought we were going to get Rick rolled. You never know. <laughs> I didn't have that ready to go. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, today's song of the day, courtesy of Yaz, known as Yazoo across the pond. Is that right? Apparently there was an American band named Yaz, too, so they couldn't get away with it here. Uh, oh, over there. Uh, there you go. Today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Across the pond, they're known as Yaz Queen. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. I still have never seen them live. I don't know if they've ever toured again, by the way. Um, this is weird. Hockey is weird. Mm-hmm. The Coyotes just announced a trade. They've acquired Stephen Kampfer from the Detroit Red Wings for future considerations. Isn't the deadline over? Wasn't there a trade deadline earlier this yeah. week? <laughs> Is it like the old baseball trade deadline kind of deal where there's a week later another deadline? Wow. Not that I know of. No, Vinny's right. That is very weird. Isn't that weird? As, um... As a consumer of sports, I think a lot of us as fans have been in this situation before. Mm-hmm. Where two individuals that you dislike intensely mm-hmm. square off against each other, and you're forced to choose what side you're on. <laughs> That's what's happening right now for me in the Draymond Green-Dylan Brooks oh. war. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that's causing you some issues. Dylan Brooks talked about in some interview how he, he doesn't like Draymond Green, and Draymond talks a lot. He doesn't like anything about the Golden State Warriors. And Draymond's got a podcast. So Draymond responded to him, uh, basically called... Uh, Dylan Brooks, a clown and an idiot, uh, responding to all of them. Um, and I got to say, in this instance, I'm on Team Draymond. At least he's been the part, uh, been a part, a key part of four championship teams. He's an annoyance. He's very good at what he does and being an annoyance. Mm-hmm. But he also knows his role. Uh-huh. Dylan Brooks doesn't know his role. 
Yeah, I, I actually, I, uh, there's no question to me uh, who I prefer, and it's, it's, it's Draymond Green. I, I didn't like I, Dylan Brooks in college. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing redeeming about Dylan Brooks. That's, At least Draymond Green can be amusing and yeah. funny and tough and, and thoughtful, thoughtful and a good interview. Yeah, the video was quite amusing of him going point by point, Draymond, <laughs> and just dressing him down with every single point. It was hilarious. The editing was pretty strong too. Yeah, but that's. I mean, the dislike of Dylan Brooks is actually one of the few things that ASU fans and U of A fans can agree upon. Share it, yeah. And all other Pac-12 fans, not from Oregon. Because he sucks. (laughs) Well, not arguing with that. We didn't give any credence for reason, and we'll only give it off-the-grid credence. All right. The comments of Patrick Beverly on his comments, or on his podcast, did you see that? About what happened between the Bulls. Apparently, DeAndre Ayton inadvertently elbowed Patrick Beverly and the Suns win over the Bulls when they were in the Bulls, Bulls when they were in Chicago. All right, and apparently, uh, Da followed up with some sort of good-natured, "Hey, that elbow hurt, didn't it?" Well, game goes on. Suns win by twenty. Apparently, after the game, behind the scenes, DeAndre Ayton is getting food from the the post game buffet line, or they always usually have pregame or post game meals for for players when they're on the road. Patrick Beverly seeks out DeAndre Ayton, walks up behind him because that's his mo, and pushes him. Didn't push him, but you know wanted to start start talking smack about you know things. And D.A. very wisely was like, I'm trying to ignore you. This is from just from Patrick Beverly's viewpoint, the wow. way he described it. I started thinking about it. And the simple, like, Draymond Green, again, interesting guy, has a lot to say. Part of a championship team, comes from that pedigree. Whether you like him or not, probably a good candidate to have a podcast. The fact that Patrick Beverly thought it was necessary for him to start a podcast. <laughs> Like, I care what a six-point-a-game scorer has to say on anything. On anything? Yeah. He yeah. hasn't stopped him. I had not heard that story. That's he, he clearly thinks he can get in D.A.'s head. Clearly. And uh, I give I give D.A. credit. And apparently uh, some members of the Suns had, had D.A.'s back. I was like, yeah, I think it was Chris Paul was, was singled out by Patrick Beverly as the guy. Maybe no, maybe it was. I think it was Kevin Durant actually that said, "You know what, Pat Bev, cut it out." Wow, (laughs) that guy is one of a kind. He's uh, he's special, isn't he? (laughs) He is very special. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, still a lot of reaction to come, and hopefully, I say that just for the finality of it. But hopefully, some news on the Kevin Durant condition. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've spent the entire morning talking about what was one of the biggest bummers in, in Arizona sports history. Yeah. But there, there was a poll question that, that we put out on, on Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. If it turns out to be six weeks, mm-hmm. that would bleed into the playoffs. April 20th. April 20th. So you're well into the first round, and depending on how things I mean, you might be out by then. Yeah, April 9th is the last regular season game. I don't feel confident that the Suns 
would be around after six to welcome Kevin Durant back after six weeks off. And I'm, I'm looking at worst case scenarios. Here. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm not necessarily a big fan of that either. Uh, I think it would depend on the matchup if you could advance without him in the opening round. But that would be a that would be a tall order, man. Devin Booker would have to go full on Michael Jordan as a rookie. You know, fifty plus points a game every game. Yeah, and who knows? I again, it's just I I think I think that um I think we all just kind of have to temper our fears with with time. That that answers will be forthcoming. We'll get a vibe later on today. As as somebody, I, I, I've told you this before. I for five years of my life, I played two hours of pickup basketball a day, five days a week. I rolled my ankle so bad it made me quit the game. It did. I literally, I quit the game. You push everything to the right. Yes, I had a manual transmission Toyota Tercel at the time, and trying to work a clutch with a apple with a with a ankle that looked like a grapefruit <laughs> was not easy. And so, to me, the way I internalize that, I look at Kevin Durant's reaction, and in real time, it did not seem like an impediment. It just didn't. And and players generally, you get the tell right away from players, because they know. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fingers crossed, Vinny. Fingers crossed. Yeah, again, if you w- go back and you know, we, we poured over every frame of the video that was available on what happened and how he reacted, facial expression never changed. I don't think he spoke a word to anybody. He untied the shoe. Tied him back Tied again. it back up. Went back to work for 10 minutes. Looked completely unfazed by it. And signed autographs. Signed autographs. Made the kids happy. And that was the last time we saw him all night. I that implore so you. Phoenix. I, uh, I, I, I'm uh, you know, making this presentation to the basketball gods. Mm-hmm. We've suffered enough. Haven't you taken enough from us? And just what? this this 12 hours of uncertainty has been bad enough. Let us have something nice, please. Signed, all of us in Phoenix, I like Arizona. it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, thanks to Kevin Ray, Eddie Johnson for joining us. Wolf and Luke up next. We'll catch you tomorrow morning for the Friday edition at 6 here on Arizona Sports. Have a great day, everybody.